Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Evan Roberts. Tiki Barber. It's Evan and Tiki on WFAN, The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. How can you not be in a good mood today? It's 53 degrees outside. It's the second to last day of February. Oh, wait, it's a leap year. It's the third to last day of February. Spring is around the corner. Everybody should be smiling today. I know I am. We got a lot to do this afternoon. Joe Shane met the media, offered us some insight about Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones. He was also confronted by an angry fan. We'll listen to that later. And we'll mix in some baseball as the show rolls on. We'll talk some Knicks. Jerry Ferraro will hang out with us later on. But, and I promise you, Tiki, there's no troll coming, I swear to you. Last night, you do not throw anything back. The New York Knicks won a basketball game. (laughs) It doesn't matter how you did it. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter who you faced. It doesn't matter how bad the officiating was at the end. The Knicks won. No troll is coming. I want to make that very, very clear because I believe that as a sports fan, you never throw a win back. Of course not. So congratulations. With all of that said, I think we all realize that last night's wild ending, (laughs) and it was as wild a 24 seconds as one could have. Well, I guess I could name a few. (laughs) But... It featured a horrific Mm non-call. And so that's why you heard after the game, Monty Williams, the head coach of the Detroit Pistons, losing his freaking mind. And it reminded every Knicks fan about what happened a few weeks earlier when they also got, quote-unquote, hosed in a game against the Houston Rockets. And I know that our buddy Keith McPherson said it last night. It feels like it's a makeup call. Whatever it is. Makeup call. I don't buy it, but I get it. Yeah, I mean, they're not related. They're not. Different crew, different teams. They're related in this regard. 
The Knicks lost the game in great part to horrible officiating in which minutes after the game, via a pool reporter, the referee admitted they had done effed up. And then last night, the same thing happened. They won a game specifically because of bad officiating. And again, within an hour of the game ending, you heard James Williams, the official, say, hey, we screwed up. So we all know there was a screw-up, mm-hmm. but it led me into a very intriguing debate that I had late last night and even early this morning. We spend so much time on this radio station bitching and moaning about officiating. Yes. I mean, it's probably the third most popular topic on this station <laughs> after A-Rod and the current status of Daniel Jones. Oh, like, wait, what about Aaron Rodgers? Oh, Aaron Rodgers, that's right. You know what? It's the fourth <laughs> biggest thing on this station. Yeah, you're right. So whether it's strike zones in baseball... Whether it's bad calls in a no-hitter, whether it's illegal contacts that shouldn't have been called in the NFL, or it's what we saw last night, we spend so much time bitching about officiating. Yes, we do. And so I got into a heated argument with a bunch of buddies. I brought it on Twitter this morning, which is, which of the four major sports has the worst officiating? This is easy for me. This is easy for you. Very simple. Go ahead. And, it's, and I'm not biased because I played the sport, but it's the NFL. Because in the NFL, with one or two, multiple bad officiating calls in a game, it can destroy your season. You can miss the postseason by being one game less than the team that made the wild card. And so if an official screws a game up, like what happened last night for the Pistons or what happened with the Knicks right before the All-Star break with the Houston Rockets, one loss can screw you in football. In basketball, it's like, all right, we got 20 more. We can get a makeup, according to Keith McPherson. We can get a makeup down the line <laughs> for the for the Knicks. They'll be fine. It'll all even out. But in football, it is punitive, and it can cost games, and that can cost you postseason. That can cost you jobs. It, it costs so much in football, whereas in baseball and basketball and, and, and all these other sports, it's it's just one of a lot. Instead of one of 17. I have to commend you because I didn't know Tiki Barber's opinion and I, I stereotyped that because you're a broadcaster and you're a <laughs> professional, I thought Tiki was going to put the shield in front of him and say, the NFL's great with officiating. Oh, hell no, talking? that's not. <laughs> They've been terrible, right? I think they got these officials thinking too much, which, by the way, might be the answer with all the officiating issues we have across all the sports. Yeah, I I understand why you say what you say, and I think a lot of people may agree with you because the NFL only has 17 games. Yes. And so every game is just more important than the 82 regular season games one has, and I understand that being a factor. But as someone that watches the NBA all the time, and I love it, and I watch baseball all the time, I watch all these sports all the time, I got to tell you, I agree with the first thing you said and nothing after. The first <laughs> thing you said was, this isn't close. Mm. And I agree with you. It's not close. Except it's not the NFL. Well, what is it? It's the NBA, dude. You know why? Let me tell you something about last night. And again, I, I promise you, I, I really mean this. I am not trolling anything about last night's game. The Knicks won a basketball game. You should not throw it back. Okay, so don't take anything I'm saying as, oh, Evan's diminishing the win against the Pistons. F that, dude. You guys won. I don't care how ugly it was. There was no recourse to fixing what happened last night. And more times than not in the NBA, when the officials screw up, Mm -hmm. you don't have a chance to challenge it and fix it. While in the NFL, a lot of the things that are messed up, not all of them, but a lot of them can be fixed by replay. I feel like most of the time when I'm watching an NFL mm. game, these days that is, and there's a bad call, 
it can be fixed. Yeah, for a lot of it can be challenged. It It can be challenged. There's less ability to do that in the NBA. And the other thing is, well, they can. If you just problem, if you're wrong, it's just you don't get another one. Right. You you kind of lose the ability to do it multiple times. Plus, what happened last night on that loose ball craziness is not a challengeable play. Mm -hmm. Like you can't do anything about it. You know, with Tom Thibodeau a few weeks ago with the Rockets, and I brought this up at the time, if he had a challenge, he could have challenged it. It could have changed everything that happened in that game. Yeah, he wasted a challenge early, right? Yes, but more times than not in the NBA, you've got the officials impacting the game in a far greater way than they even do the NFL. Like, and that's not but, me defending NFL officials. Yeah. I just think they impact the game in a much more significant well, you're, way. You're right. And I think, you know, to take what you're talking about, the ability to get it or sometimes get it correct on an NFL field, the reason that you can is because it's a slow game. We feel like the NFL is fast and there's so much, you know, stuff going on and plays feel like they run right on top of each other. But there's really, I mean, it's, it's there's 35, 40 seconds between each play. And so there's time to make a correction. Whereas in the NBA, it's constant motion, right? You're, you're, you can't just, oh, well, that was a foul on that last play. Oh, sorry, they're dunking on the other end. Right. You know what I mean? You, there's no time to adjudicate in the middle of plays. Whereas in basketball or in football, you have, you have eons. There's not a ton of play time happening in the NFL. It's constant action in every other sport, except for baseball. Right. But baseball, the errors are, are they're less... They're also able to be corrected, right? Because he can also challenge not in baseball. Not necessarily. Not balls and strikes. Because well, I, mean, I think anybody that coming. would argue Major that's League coming. Baseball, and I'm sure there are some. That's coming. I think their biggest argument will be, yeah, balls and strikes. Every pitch that's thrown that is not swung at yeah. is impacted by an umpire decision. True, but I also believe that the human error in baseball is somewhat acceptable, especially when it's balls and strikes. Because it's subjective. Yeah. Until they use technology, which they have, to get it right, just accept the subjectivity of the guy behind the dish. I feel like when games are over in the NFL, games are over in the NBA, games are over in baseball, games are over in the NHL, I include hockey as well. I mean, Boober thinks they're out to screw the Rangers every time something bad happens. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. But I feel like the NBA, and it's not even close... <laughs> You walk away from a game feeling, 
I'm not sure if that was on the up and up. And that makes me sick to say that because I love basketball. But more times than not, when there is bad officiating, you walk away wondering. And maybe that's because of the history. Maybe it's because of what's his name? What's that guy? Uh, Tim Donahue. Mm -hmm. Because of what happened with Tim Donahue. But I also think that they can take a star out of a game. But you really can't do in the NFL. No. If right. you put a star in foul trouble early, all of a sudden you've completely impacted the complexion of the game. And that's very subjective. And that is incredibly subjective. Incredibly. So I think there's a few factors that lead me to the NBA, and it's not even close. And it's not the recency bias of last night or the recency bias of a few weeks ago. It's the fact that they can change a game so dramatically by putting a star in foul trouble. And... NBA coaches don't have that much recourse. No. They're given one challenge that if they get it right, great, starting this year, they get a second challenge, but they're always hesitant to use it because if, God forbid, they use it and they're wrong, like Thibodeau was late first half against the Rockets a few weeks ago, you find yourself naked with no ability to use it later. And so I think the reason why you say the NFL, and even the majority of people may say the NFL, is twofold. Number one, football's more popular. Yeah. but And number two... Like you said at the top, every game feels bigger. Yeah, but I also feel like in the NFL, the rules have changed a lot over the years. And maybe not all the rules have changed a lot, but the points of emphasis have changed each and every every year. It's like, all right, we're going to emphasize pass interference this year. All right, we're going to emphasize defensive line holding this year. All right, we're going to emphasize illegal contact this year. And so as a result, when you're watching the games, you're like, all right, that was a legal contact a year ago. It's not this year? Or guys always get away with holding Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Why are they not calling those things? Oh, it was maybe not emphasized at the officials' meeting right before the Super Bowl started. So I think by and large, like the quality and consistency of NFL officiating is so all over the map, it makes it it makes it feel worse. Mm. And then when you combine combine that with the fact that you mess up a game, hell, once you get into the postseason, it's one game, right? Right? You mess up that game, your dream or destiny, you know, destiny to the Super Bowl is shot and it's gone, and there's nothing you can do about it. Uh, whereas in basketball, it just all right, we lost. We got screwed in game one of the Eastern Conference Finals. Guess what? There's six more. Well, yeah. I mean, look look at last night and look at three weeks ago. It's one regular yes. season NBA game. In the NFL, each game feels more important, but that doesn't Definitely. make the referees more competent. No, but, you know but I, mean? I do feel like the NFL referees are worse. Where do, you, the, where do you stand on this, Sean? I, first of all, I think all officiating across all leagues sucks, so I'm going to get that out. This isn't an either-or. But I think you're both wrong. I think it's so blatantly obvious baseball so, really? Baseball? Hear me out for a second. Tiki's riding so many of his points on his one-game nature. But here's the truth. In football or basketball, if you go down the line, hockey, soccer, if on every single play an official was making a call, it'd be so blatantly obvious stopping and all of that that we give it a pass. Baseball, there has to be a call made on every single play. It's mm. called balls and strikes. Yeah. And think about this. In basketball and football, the rules are the rules. We can argue whether a bad call is made on the rules. The idea that going into every game, whoever the home plate um, umpire is, both teams have to know, quote-unquote, what that umpire strike zone is, <laughs> is outlandish. Boy. You're actually playing, in theory, by different rules every single game. Yeah, but game. Sean, don't you do that? I was going to say, I haven't heard about a robotic umpire coming to a football or basketball. Well, because it's impossible. That's why. Well, I understand. But think about it. It's so bad that but we he, have yeah. to go technology. Yeah, what he's saying is that it's so inconsistent. I'm talking about the inconsistency in calls in the NFL, but it, balls and strikes are so inconsistent from 
official to official, right, right. game to game, maybe even hell, inning to inning, that they're actually contemplating and have tested in the in the in the minor leagues robot umpires just to make sure that goal. Yeah, but I think the reason for that is how would you have robot officials in an NBA game? Like, how would that even be possible? How would a robot be able to call the big ragu for a foul last night? Honestly, how does that happen? Honestly, I think it would be easy. I think AI. I think AI would be very easy with the camera angles and the the attention to detail. Eye in the sky. The eye in the sky. Yeah, but that's basically using cameras for replay. That's not using robots. Well, no, no. I, I think the processing power is so fast. That it could happen in real time. Oh, I, re- I really Imagine do. That world. Imagine I really that world. do think and it could happen in real time. And AI into an earpiece on the actual no human body's efficient. Right. That's a foul call. That, absolutely. Well, the, the, the video shows this is a hand check or whatever the heck it yeah, may yeah. be. This was a hip check. You know, uh, Big Rag Group trying his best to be Matt Rimpy out there. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? This is this is a foul. Buzz it. And yes. so he blow the whistle, gets the call in his ear. He calls it. I mean, you could do it. Jeez. It's just, I don't think we want that kind of technological no, no. No, like I, interference in games. Well, we know, you know what we want? We want calls to be right. Mm. That's what we want. And like if you look at all the major sports, have they gotten better because of the advent of instant replay? Absolutely. There are some calls they're able to fix. Of course. In the NFL, the NBA, even baseball now. Like the thing about baseball is that the out and safe call at first base we don't have to worry about it anymore. It's always going to be right. Because they're always, for the most part, going to get it right when they look it over. And as far as your point's concerned about, well, you've got a game plan for a different umpire based on the strike zone, can't you say the same in the NBA and the NFL? Like, you know this official calls more holds. You know this official's going to more so let them play on potential pass interferences and defensive holds. And same thing in the NBA. Hey, these officials are going to mostly let them play. You could argue that's the case in every sport. I mean, yes and no, you can. However, rules are rules. What I'm telling you is quite literally the rules that are written in baseball vary from umpire to umpire. And also, I think in the the NBA and the NFL— there are make goods. There are a realization that hey, mm. we might have screwed this one up. Oh, yeah. A make good call. Oh, it's yeah. hard to have a make good call. The baseball umpires seem more stubborn than anybody. No, that's that's a good point because I had I had a game this past year where the Mike Mike Evans got interfered with interception going the other way. The team scored a touchdown. A couple plays later, the next drive, the very next drive, there were two fa- uh, illegal contact and a pass interference. Right. Tampa Bay Buccaneers scored in like six plays. Mm. It felt so much like a make good. I remember that actually. Because they really yeah. screwed up yeah. the pass interference well, on Mike Evans, which resulted in an interception. This, this argument won't help me against Tiki because I think the NBA's got worse officials than the NFL, but it will help against Sean. And that is use the FAN test. Mm. How many times on this radio station are we bitching about MLB umpires versus NFL referees and NBA referees. Good I point. feel like it's far less. I think it is. I think you're right. Thank How, you. However, my point would be, I think we've given up with baseball. Oh, we've just given up? I think we've given up because it's just so many. It's so subjective. It's balls and strikes that we've given up. It's not as sexy also to argue that on the radio. No, yeah. I, I think when Aaron Judge strikes out on a ball that's clearly below his knees and it costs the Yankees because there are guys on base, I think people are going to care. Yeah, true, but it's also... That could happen, and the Yankees still win the game. And so, true, like we don't necessarily care. All right, sure, he struck out. Well, he should look, have. Yeah, but his his average is going to go down two points. But that's the case <laughs> in every sporting event. Like, if the Knicks would have lost, uh, well, that's not a good example, the Rocket game. If the Knicks would have won the game and overcome an atrocious call, yeah. we wouldn't, of course it wouldn't have been as big of a deal. 
It's like anything in life. If the Jets won the Kansas City game, we wouldn't have gone nuts about some of the penalties that were called down the stretch against the Jet defense. So obviously wins and losses will somehow erase what you saw in a game. But at the end of the day, like we as fans end up bitching so much about officials and the way they impact games. We do it all the time. So it's not like it just disappears. No. If you lose, you're going to bitch more than if you win, of yeah. course. Yeah, and I thought, I mean, Monty was interesting after the game because I, th- I I couldn't see what the like media scrum looked like, but I feel like he walked in and there was no media there. Well, he was calling out the New York media. Do you have that clip ready? But, Monty Williams, the head coach of the Detroit Pistons, after the game went scorched earth on the officials. But the and- point is, was all the media there? Well, I, I, think, I don't know. I don't know. I think the New York media was didn't give a rat's ass what Monty Williams has to say. <laughs> I agree. They're more concerned about Tom Thibodeau. I, mean, I don't care about what Monty has to say, but here's what he said after the game when the Knicks got the benefit of a no call. Where's the New York media now? <laughs> the absolute worst call of the season. No call. And enough's enough. We've, we've done it the right way. <clears throat> we've called the league. We've sent in clips. We're sick of hearing the same stuff over and over again. We had a chance to win the game, <clears throat> and the guy dove into Asar's legs, and there was a no call. That, that's an abomination. <laughs> you cannot miss that in an NBA game, period. And I'm tired of talking about it. I'm tired of our guys asking me, what more can we do, coach? That situation is exhibit A to what we've been dealing with all season long, and enough's enough. You cannot dive into a guy's legs in a big-time game like that. Big-time game. There'll be a no-call. Big-time game. It's ridiculous, <laughs> and we're tired of it. We just want a fair game That's called. It. We just want a fair game. Period. Period. And I got nothing else to say. We want a fair game. And, then and he that leaves. was not fair. And then he leaves. I'm done. <laughs> That's my favorite press conference. (laughs) And and by the way, this is more proof I'm right. It's the NBA. Have you ever heard a press conference like that from an NFL head coach or an MLB manager? Where he gets up and is like, I'm out. Where he literally says, we want a fair game. This is BS and storms out of the press conference. (laughs) Uh, No, you don't. The closest one was Mike Tomlin when he got asked about whether or not he was going to be back or something after. I forget what it was. Right, right, right. Well, we've seen guys storm out, but yeah. not over this. Like, that kind of vitriol and anger, I think you only see that from NBA head coaches. Oh, by the way, that wasn't a – go ahead. Finish your point. Yeah, by the way, that wasn't a, a, a win-loss thing. It was – it was they were in the playoffs, and people are asking him if he's going right. to get fired. Right, had nothing to do with the official. And, and that was a question. Right. So he was asked a question that pissed him off. This was Monty just going in <laughs> with a prepared statement, basically, even though he didn't write it, and then walk it out. No, it was, it was an all-time rant. It was yeah, a good really WWE was. promo. Go ahead. Uh, as long as we're honest, we have Nick's injury update ahead of mm-hmm. tonight. Okay. Jalen Brunson with cervical spasms in his neck. What? And Isaiah Hartenstein with left Achilles tendinopathy are questionable tonight versus the Pelicans. Well, what the hell is the Brunson thing? Tendinopathy. S- Jalen Brunson apparently has cervical spasms in his neck. What is that, Tiki? I have never heard of a cervical... I mean, I guess I can speculate what it is. It's just your, you have spasms around your spine. But how that happens doesn't make sense wow. to me. That's strange. Are these made-up injuries to say this is load management for Tim? I mean, by the way, that's not crazy. They do play a back-to-back tonight. Obviously, they're taking on the Pelicans. I'll be in the building. Yes. So. A cervical muscular spasm is a sudden involuntary contraction of muscle in the neck in response to strain, overuse, weakness, or trauma. Yeah. 
This is a maintenance day. So, it's a tummy ache. Okay, yes. so there, there's a key here. I hear neck. I get very, very nervous. We yeah. know about what Daniel Jones has gone through. If it is a maintenance day, that's a different discussion. It's a different topic, and I kind of get it. But when I hear neck, like a neck thing is scary. Yeah, it does. So, well, as long as it's, to me, as long as it's not structural. Yeah. If this this seems like it's muscular as opposed to structural, like bones or tendons related, so I'm not that worried about it. But I mean, I just never heard no, no, no. Cervical muscular came out of nowhere. We'll try to dive in and find out more information. We'll get to your calls coming up. Which sport has the worst officiating? Tiki thinks it's the NFL, which I'm surprised he said. I think it's the NBA, and it's not recency bias. Off last night, I watch enough basketball to know they mostly suck at their jobs. Sean thinks it's baseball. What do you think, Lugie? Are you a hoop guy that it's the worst? I think the NBA officiating gets the most criticism. I think NFL is the worst. Interesting. Interesting. We'll get your calls coming up. Plus, I'll tell you what the people said on social media when I polled it at 877-337-6666. And coming up in about an hour, I'm very excited about this. It's like a little baby. And if it fails, it fails. I own it. A brand new segment in which we go through old tweets of WFN coworkers and Tiki guesses who posted it in a brand new segment we like to call Posted and Toasted. That's coming up a little bit later on. Toll free numbers 877-337-6666. I've played this game many times while sitting at City Field and Yankee Stadium. And I want to play this game for 30 seconds with you before we get to your calls and which officials suck the most. <laughs> what game? And that is, oh, you're going to love this game. A guy, it's a home run, and we all start debating what John Sterling's home run call would be of that guy. <laughs> so in spring training today, G-Man Choi, who hopefully does not make the New York Mets, hit a bomb of a home run. I mean, maybe if he hits a bunch of them in training camp. Nah, because nah, that still means something bad happened. <laughs> <laughs> he makes the team. <laughs> so, Sean and I were already playing the game. You want to hear a couple real quick? Let's hear them. From G-Man to He-Man. Mm. You like that one? Well, well, Sean just had a reaction to that one. Well, What's that, wrong with you that don't show? like that one, Sean? Uh, so, I had just said this in Evan's ear. Evan. What? That was Sterling's call. For <laughs> G-Man Choi? Do you forget he was a Yankee? I do forget he was a Yankee. G-Man <laughs> becomes a He-Man. Oh, did, that's what his call was? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I didn't know you were going to go on the air with right. that. Subliminally, you're, you, like, you're, you're hearing it. That's by the way, why. Can you find that? Because we have a collection of every John Sterling person <laughs> call. Yes, I will find it. <laughs> All right. I came up with Choi to the World. Choi oh. to the World. Do you like that one? Yeah, but that, I, don't, I don't know how you fit that one in. Choi to the World. No, but the ball G-Man is Choi gone. Goes dance long. It's far. It's out of here. Choi. I guess I guess you could do it that yeah. way. Yeah. He's big on singing. So. How about if Mark Vientos hit a home run and John was the announcer? And this is an original one. I don't think anyone's ever done this. You ready? Yeah, let's hear it. You're on the Mark Vientos. <laughs> you like that one? That's not bad. I think that could work. <laughs> I stole that. That's what he did for Teixeira. It's You're on the Mark message. Teixeira. Oh, Luke Voigt's up. I wonder what his home run call was for <laughs> Wearing the classic number 99. One time years ago, I was in the Yankee uh, press box. I went to the game in the press box. Me and Sweeney were sitting next to each other, and Sweeney was teaching me the ways of the media. And they were playing that exact same game for every Yankee in the history of baseball. Really? Yes. Like, what would the call be for Mickey Mantle? I mean, how boring was this game you were watching? I mean, it, it had its slow points. <laughs> Thurman Munson, what would the home run call be? <laughs> Reggie Jackson. It was a lot of fun. But last night, the New York Knicks were given a gift. And when you get a gift, you say thank you. <laughs> and you move on with your life. 
The Knicks won a basketball game. They could not afford to lose, but I think we all realize, especially since it was confirmed after the game by the lead official, uh, they screwed up. James Williams, who is the official, said, quote, upon postgame review, we determined that Osar Thompson got to the ball first, and then he was deprived of the opportunity to <laughs> gain possession of the ball. Therefore, a loose ball foul should have been whistled on New York Knicks' Dante DiVincenzo. They admitted it. The Knicks won a game on a bad call. It happens. Mm-hmm. They lost the game on a bad call. And I am definitely convinced that the NBA is the worst at this. They are the worst officiating group in all of sports. Tiki thinks it's the NFL. Sean thinks it's baseball. When I posted it on social media this morning. Yeah, you didn't tell us the results. It was a blowout. For the NBA? For the NFL. Oh, there you go. For you. That's what I'm talking about. But I also wonder if that's kind of the first thing you said, which is it feels bigger because there's only 17 games. Not that they're necessarily worse at their job. I think it. It's both. It is the fact that there are only 17 games and the impact is real and immediate, both for the regular seasons uh, and whether or not you make the playoffs, but also you're in the postseason. It could cost you a game and you don't go forward. You're going home while someone else is going forward or winning a championship. But it's also just collectively the like the bad calls in the NFL drive you crazy. And it's been years of this. Now that we got replay and then they tried to tinker with replay and then what's a catch and what's not a catch can you inter- can you replay pass interference all these things have not only confused us but it's pissed us off when they get them wrong i think and so i think the visceral reaction to football is probably bigger and it's likely why it won this poll but it's also like it just feels really impactful mm. in a game that has 120 plays let's kick it off with chris in seacliff new york good afternoon chris Hey, guys, how are you? What's up, man? Good to you. Good. You're the most Mark Vientos. That, that could be the John Sterling call. <laughs> <You're> the most. <laughs> so as far as it comes down to the officiating, um, with the MLB, they, it's all going to be automated. They have it dialed in. So if there's a replay, which they replay a lot of the places that, you know, at second base or mm-hmm. home plate, whatever, um, they get it right. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll change the call. With the NFL, there's just so many gray areas that they won't look at certain things, and I'm I, I'm confused with with the rulings. Uh, Tiki, I'm sure you. you oh know yeah, without it, without else. a doubt, I don't I don't know what they're calling half the time. You well, know? that's more on the rule book than it is even the officials. True, and the rule book has gotten it's expanded over the years, and and I'm supposed to read it every year, and obviously I don't go through all the you know fine comb detail of everything in the in the book, but sometimes we're I'm calling a game, and we're like, all right, get me Gene. This is before we bring Gene on air. Get me Gene so I can just ask, so I don't sound like an idiot because I don't know what I don't know what's going on in some of these games uh, with some of these official calls. But it's the, the problem is there's nothing you can do about it, right? There's nothing that the Monty Williams can do about it. Right. There's nothing that I'm trying Brian Dable or whoever the NFL coach can do about it other than bitch and moan and try to get the the official to like think about it. I'm talking in real time. Yeah, yeah. I'm not talking about like after the game where they get fined for doing those things. Monty's going to get fined obviously. But in the in the game, what can you do? You know, obviously you meant Gene Steratore, but when you say the name Gene, mm-hmm. the first person that comes to my <laughs> mind is Gene Stapleton. Who is you know that? Gene Stapleton? I have no idea who that is. Edith Bunker. Hmm. That's the first Gene that comes to my mind. Sean, when someone says the name Gene, First person that comes to your mind, go! Mean Gene Okerlund. Oh, wow. Really? 
Yep. Well, what are you surprised about, Luke? That you didn't pick Mean Gene. I didn't. You're a huge wrestling fan. I I am a big wrestling fan. I don't think Mm. of Mean Gene Oakland. I think of Gene Stapleton. That's funny. I don't know what that says about Who do you think of when you hear Gene? Mean Gene Oakland. Mean Gene. You both. (laughs) Mean Baga Gene. (laughs) Woo! That's what I think of. I think of Edith. I think of one of the great TV characters in the history of uh, television. (laughs) I guess that shows that I'm more well-rounded than you because (laughs) I don't immediately think of wrestling or sports. I think of entertainment. Oh, so for the first time in your life, you didn't go to wrestling or sports. Now you're more well-rounded. <laughs> I don't know. I find that interesting because as soon as he said Gene, I, 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 it took me three seconds to realize, oh, he means Gene's territory, you know, because he's the, the rules yeah, expert now. But then my brain started floating into what do I think of when someone says Gene? I could have said Segura. I could have yeah. done that. Or, that would have been on brand. Or Gene Wilder. You're a big Willy Wonka fan. Oh. I wouldn't have thought of Gene Wilder. I don't think that would have come. Or jeans that I like to wear. <laughs> but that's a different spelling. That's a J. Jarrell's Gene that's is Gene with a J. My Kevin. kid's middle name, and I didn't think of them first. Oh, come what? on. Is that true? Yeah, I just remember that's my second kid's middle name. That you just remembered? Yeah. I just remembered that. But still, Mean Gene Oakland. Okay. Gee. Let's so wait. Give, what? Peyton? Peyton Gene. We gave her a PJ out. P- oh, J. Yeah, PJ. But we're talking Gene. G-E-N-E. So not like Billy Gene. <laughs> Yeah, but he just said jeans. That's J. And, and also, Gene Stapleton was J E A N. So I, I thought it doesn't matter when Hom- you say you're talking, something. You're talking homonyms then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whatever that means. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Pete and Seaford. What's up, Pete? Let me tell you something, me and Gene. <laughs> in, in, in all seriousness, you know, everyone remembers the, the really egregiously bad officiating, you know, like the. the Kings Lakers game six yep. mm-hmm. in the Western Conference Finals. The Des Bryant rolling no touchdown right. Thanksgiving game two years ago with a thousand yards and penalties. The Cowboy game, uh, certainly the the Saints Rams NFC title game, the no call of the pass interference. Right. But Evan, I agree with you. Night in night out, the NBA is the worst officiated sport. And you know what the NBA has, except maybe Tony Carrente in the NFL is the one guy like this. The, the NBA is fraught with the look-at-me referees, guys that are convinced. You know, I know Joey Crawford's gone. He was probably the worst of these guys. Mm-hmm. The, you're paying your hard-earned money to see me, not to see <laughs> LeBron James or Michael Jordan. You're, uh, Joey Crawford, I'm the main attraction. Yep, yep, yeah. yep. And, and, and I know a lot of those guys have moved on, but, but I feel like with the turnover and the new officials in the NBA, we're almost into a new generation of look-at-me NBA officials, and it's Evan, again, I'm like you. I, I could watch the game of the night on NBA TV any given night, and the officiating game in, game out is just awful. It's awful, and I think here's the difference, because you hit on one of them. We brought up, Tiki really brought up at the top, and I understand why people view it this way, that the call in the NFL is more impactful because there's yeah. only 17 games. Mm-hmm. Here's, I think, the other reason. Think about what he said. He was going through bad calls throughout the history of sports. And in the NFL and in baseball, it's a play. It's a moment. It's Jeffrey Mayer. It's non-pass interference mm-hmm. in the New Orleans Ram game. In the NBA, it's never a play. It's always plays. <laughs> it's officiating in a game. Like, when you think of bad officiating in the NBA, he brings up Lakers-Kings. It's not even one play. Yeah. It's an entire game. When you think of Miami-Dallas in 2006, it's Miami-Dallas 2006, game three. Like, yeah. you think of an entire game as opposed to one moment because that's how often the NBA officials are effing up. Right. It's even last night when you think about Jalen Brunson. And, look, he took, what, 10, 11 free throw, whatever it was. He could have taken 20, mm. right? He gets accosted. He hasn't earned the respect. He, he he should have, but he doesn't get the respect from the officials for fouls that other stars get. 
And so as a result, you're right. Like you think about one of those fouls, but six of them, right? That's a humongous difference in the game. I also think that while people bitch about the NFL, bitch about the NBA, like we all bitch about officiating. Sean said it best earlier. They're all bad, right? We all, we all admit that. I don't know if there's any human being that ever said, I'm not watching the NFL anymore. I don't trust the officials. I don't think that's happened yet. It may happen someday. No, it hasn't yeah, happened right. yet. It's funny because as bad as we're talking about, it, it almost doesn't impact the game. Well, I think it does the NBA. That's the yeah, difference. That, I think there the are difference. fans that who have said, I don't trust this sport. I'm not watching it. No, I'm not one of them. Like our last caller, I love the sport. Last night, I'm bouncing between Knicks and Nets. I enjoyed watching my team actually win till Cam Thomas injured his ankle. By the way, thank you, Kevin Ollie. You surround Ben Simmons with shooters, bro. That's how you play him if you're ever going to play that stiff. Sorry, I got that off my chest. Did he play? Yeah. Played the like, Nets still in the league? Played like 17 minutes. Yeah. Oh, wow. How'd he do? When you surround them with shooters, <laughs> he makes more sense. That's all I'm saying. The Nets still in the don't, league. Don't get me into the weeds on a Net Grizzly game. <laughs> I just paid no attention. But yeah. the little things, Deke. The little yeah. things. But the point is, I have heard people say, I'm done with the NBA mm-hmm. because of officiating. Yeah. I haven't heard one person say that no, about the not, NFL. You'll never get it in the NFL because it almost feels like you can overcome it. Oh, that should have been pass interference. All right, that was a touchdown on the next play. But we come back for more, too. It's true. Bob is in Boontown. Hey, Bob. What's up, Bob? Bobby. Bobby going once. Bobby's gone. Let's go to Ernie and Clark. What's up, Ernie? Hey, how are you? I can't believe you didn't mention the best gene of all time. Who's that? Who's that? He was called upon to perform at the last minute and never pulled a muscle, never called out sick. Gene Gene, the dancing machine from the gong show. <laughs> I, 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 I can't even know. I, mean, I thought he was going to say Gene Simmons. That's ba- and I would have been like, okay. That's that's barely my era. Yeah. The gong show. I, I, I kind of remember my grandmother used to watch it a little bit. What I find fascinating is, and I appreciate everybody who takes time out of their day, they pick up their phone, and they call Sports Talk Radio. I appreciate that. You do it for us. You do it for every show on this station, and I think that's awesome. I, I love it. So I do want to say, even though I don't say it after every caller, I appreciate anyone who decides, I'm going to take time out of my day, I'm going to pick up the phone, and I'm going to call Evan and Tiki, or mm-hmm. I'm going to call BT and Sal, or I'm going to call Big Mac, Big Chris McMonagle. What, per, what kind of convinces a human being? You know what I have to do right now? I have to call Sports Talk Radio and convince the hosts that some gene from the gong show is the greatest gene of all time. Which aired for four years from 1976 to 1980. Imagine none, having that. None of you were born. I wasn't. I was the only one that was born. And when it ended, I was four. But imagine that passion, <laughs> the passion of saying, I got to tell Tiki Barber, potential Hall of Fame running back, how about Gene Gene Boom Boom from the Gong Show? But you know what? It forced me to look up the Gong Show. And I'm sure other people will be like, what's the Gong Show? And they're going to go down a little rabbit hole because it's social media and they'll find the Gong Show. And they'll kind of be entertained by the Gong Show. Isn't that the nature of life, though, Evan? We could do an hour debating on whether the Giants should get rid of Daniel Jones or not. But the moment you mention what your favorite type of egg is, the phone lines are going to light up and go, no, it's scrambled, you idiot. Mm-hmm. By the way, I Googled most famous people named Gene. Mm-hmm. You know who came up as number one? Who's that? Hey, you want to guess? I'm going to say Gene Simmons. You're going Kiss is a massive band. Gene Simmons came up at number three. Number three. Yeah, number three. Gene uh, Hackman. You want to go with Gene Hackman? Good one. He came up as number four. Very good. Gene Hackman. Gene. Uh, you know what's funny? The you, person that came up number one is actually sports related. 
And I never even thought of them. Yeah. You ready? Tell me. <laughs> Gene Autry. Talk about before our time. Huh? Gene Autry was like the singing cowboy. Oh. What about Gene Kelly? Kelly? Do it with the Angels? Yeah, he ended up by, like owning the Angels. Yes. Gene Kelly? Gene Kelly? What about Gene Kelly? Is he on the list? I have no. Who's Gene Kelly? Oh, come on. What? Singing in the rain? Oh, Gene Kelly. Oh, yeah, Gene <laughs> Kelly. What about Gene Snitsky? Remember Gene Snitsky? I oh. sure do. <laughs> he was a pro wrestler. <laughs> yeah. Let's go to Bobby in Brick, New Jersey. What's up, Bobby? What's going on, guys? How we doing? Oh, all's good, Bobby. Amazing. It's like a spring day in February. I think it's awesome. I know. It's amazing. Uh, so listen, um, the, the guy before was kind of talking about what I wanted to say. Uh, the, the reason why basketball is so egregious is a couple things. So the NBA is boring, all right? So they need marketing a lot. So a lot of times I feel these calls are like, listen, the Knicks have been terrible for this long. Let's kind of give them a little bit of benefit of the doubt, keep things going. But also... With baseball, with NFL, there's a lot of stop and go, right? So when there's a bad call, you're used to the game kind of slowing down. With basketball, even if they're, they're going to review something, it's always so continuous that it's just it's so annoying when they they have a stupid call. It slows momentum down. Well, and and I told this. Oh yeah, you, you know, know, I was just going to say, I think kind of the opposite affects the NBA, and what I mean by that is right now. Instant replay is still sort of new in sports, and mm-hmm. I think it's great. I used to argue with Beningo about it. He hates instant replay. He'd ban it out of every sport. And my argument with him would be, but I want to get the calls right. Like Even if it takes a few extra minutes, yeah. I want them to get it right. And I think in baseball, they've come a long way. They've sped up the process. I think eventually we're even going to get replay with balls and strikes, and it's going to work. I think in the NFL, I've always been a believer. I'd replay everything. I don't think you, I don't think balls and strikes are going to get replayed. I think I think you have a better chance of getting a robot umpire before you get replay and balls and strikes. Well, real quick to answer that. So in the minor leagues, they've they tried tested both. It. Right. And yeah. one of the things they have is they've got the robot umpire, in which there would never be need for replay. But then the other option is in every at-bat, a batter and the catcher, has one opportunity to challenge the call. Yes. And it is instant. It is within five seconds. Yeah. And I've seen it, and I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. I could see that working. I mean, it, it definitely could, but I think you'd be better off just going to ro- robot umpire. By the way, that's fair. But the point is, baseball, we can see a roadmap to where everything is reviewed. Mm-hmm. Same thing in the NFL. If they ever allowed, yeah. hey, we'll review I mean, everything. Honestly, baseball, because of camera angles, you can get every home run call. Via camera. And we do. You can get every every base, yeah. you know, decision yeah. because of a camera. We can get to a world in which we're correct 98% of the time. But yes. you know where we can't do that? The NBA. Mm-hmm. Because... Well, first of all, it's because it, it happens so fast. Exactly. So what, just, what Bobby was just talking about. Yeah, look, you can't slow it down enough. I mean, it, it would get really boring. Well, no, you know what I mean? If it, there's no... No action, no, you know, fast breaking. There's always, oh, he took it to the rim. Was that a foul? No, I don't know. How the do ball's you, going the other way. No, but how do you stop the game? You can't. That's, right. his, that's his point. No, no. Right. And, but he, he was arguing it the other way, saying right now it slows the game down. And I'm like, no, it doesn't. The only time you can challenge anything is when the play has already stopped. Yeah. So take last night at Madison Square Garden. Let's say the Pistons wanted to say, hey, they, they, they screwed this up. There yeah. should have been a foul on Dante DiVincenzo. How do you even do that? Yeah, you can't because the ball's already in, in Brunson's hands and right. he's, he's just going towards the, the rim. The play is continuing. Yes. So there's no way to do it. So unlike the NFL and Major League Baseball where you can fix all the issues that it has, I don't see a roadmap to the NBA necessarily fixing a lot of the officiating issues that they have. No, like, I think you're right. So, I mean, ultimately, who's worse? It's the one that can't be fixed. 
Oh, wow. Right. So I already convinced you it took no, 48 yeah, minutes? No, I still think the NFL is worse, but but it can be fixed. Whereas in the <laughs> NBA, it's wrong, and you know it's wrong, and there's nothing you can do about it. James is in Westport, Connecticut. What's going on, James? Hey, guys. And I want to frame this. I think baseball is the most frustrating with the officiating, kind of because what you're talking about in the NBA and in the NFL, there's fouls on every play. There's a hand check on every single play right. uh, in the NBA. There's a hold on almost every single play in the NFL. No doubt. I don't know if there's a roadmap with there. With there. With baseball, it should be perfect. There should be a, some sort of robot. There should be some sort of uh, call that comes in from the headquarters on every single play. Baseball should be perfect. There's no reason it shouldn't be. It won't slow the game down. But if you're going to review the NFL and the NBA – can you imagine how long an NBA game would take? Can you imagine how long an NFL game would take with a hand check on every single oh, call? Yeah. No, you could defensive holding you could. in the NFL. You almost, no, you're right, James. You almost have to let it go in the NFL. Completely disagree with you guys because here's what you're forgetting when you say it would take so long. You're only giving a coach a certain amount of opportunities to use that challenge. No, no, no. But he's talking about getting every single call right. So yes. in Major League Baseball, you can get every single thing right. Every ball, every strike, every foul, every fair, every you know base, You know whether it's safe or out, mm-hmm. all that stuff. You can get it exactly right and do it quickly. In the NFL, you can't. Because if you called every holding, the game would take forever. Okay, but if let me walk you through this. So let's say in the new Evan NFL, you can literally challenge everything. But I'm not talking about challenge. I'm talking in baseball. You don't even need to challenge. Well, you can you can get it right without but, having to challenge. Well, you still sort of do because you have to challenge an out safe call and the manager no, 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 has no, to no, make no, a decision. No, 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 you're missing it because I'm saying Why? the out and safe will always be right because technology will determine it'll, whether it's no, no, no. It'll only be right if the manager challenges no. it. If a manager doesn't challenge Evan, it, would it be Evan, right? You're not listening to me. You're no, missing what I'm saying. In baseball, because of the nature of the sport, mm-hmm. right, balls and strikes can be automated. So that 100%. I'm no, with you on the balls and strikes. There's yes. no human error. Done. What about the out and safe that I'm bringing up to you? Right. So safe or out at first base, it can also be automated by, by visual and vi- like camera angles and technology. Right? We see it. They do it. I got what you're saying. So you would take the challenge out of the game of baseball Completely, and you can make sure. Because you don't need okay. it. You, don't, you won't need it. In football, I, you would need it. I didn't understand that. You're right about that. I give you that on baseball. In football, you're right in that you can't review everything. But I like the idea of leaving it up to coaches. Mm. I know this pissed some Nick fans off a few weeks ago, and maybe it came off like I was trolling you guys. I wasn't. That when they lost that game in Houston on an egregious call, my argument was, hey, maybe Tom Thibodeau shouldn't have challenged <laughs> yeah. at the end of the first half. Yeah, what was that? It was something ridiculous. With it you. was a foul involving Taj Gibson. Yes. And a, a bit, one of the big retorts was, but Evan, the official screwed that up. They should have overturned it. Well, you got to go risk-reward. That, that's my point. So I turned it, even if you didn't agree with me, into an argument about a coach making a decision to challenge. Yeah. If the NFL said every play is challengeable, challenge anything and the jets decide not to challenge an obvious pass interference in the second quarter when we come on the radio on monday yeah and people are at the bars on sunday night or they're with their family and friends on monday afternoon guess who they're ripping more yeah. than the officials the coach the coach and i like that more personally i like leaving it in the hands of the coach or manager to make that decision you can never do that in the NBA. You can do it in the NFL and baseball. Yeah, you're right. 
But in baseball, I think you don't. You would ultimately not need it with technology. NFL would be hard to do technology. Now, now, if you recall, a few minutes ago, uh, we were playing a very brief game of what would John Sterling's home run call be <laughs> for any person who hits a home run. Uh, and Sean reminded me, I forgot, I own it, that G-Man Choi, before he was smashing it with Tampa and is now in spring training with the Mets, was on the Yankees mm-hmm. and hit a home run as a Yankee. So, ladies and gentlemen... John Sterling calling a G-Man Choi home run. Runner goes, pitch, swung on, a high fly to right. Back goes Santana on the track. He's at the wall. She's gone. For the second time in as many games, G-Man Choi hits a two-run home run to right. G-Man, you're a he-man. Oh, Choi. Oh, boy. A two-run home run. And the Yankees take a 3-2 lead. I like the old Choi, oh boy, better. Yeah. <laughs> the G-Man, you're the He-Man. I, I know this is going to come across like a shot at John, but that's prime John Sterling. When he really gave a you-know-what about these home run calls. I kind of feel like the last couple of years, John doesn't care mm. as much. I love you, John. Aww. I, I don't think he puts the same effort into the home run call. Well, he, he it's spontaneous, right? Stop it. (laughs) Like Alex Verdugo, forget Juan Soto, because we spent time on that home run call. Keith McPherson has spent time on this radio station talking about Juan Soto's home run call. I don't know if Keith's talked about Verdugo. He probably Mm -hmm. has, but I haven't heard it. I apologize. That Verdugo home run call is huge. Like, what is that going to be? Off the top of your head. Go, Sean. Alex, I'll take home run for a thousand. <laughs> so stupid. I, I, you caught me off guard. Verdugo, there you go. I like that. There you go. See, I was thinking Verdugo. <laughs> probably something similar to what Tiki just said. I think you're probably right. We'll get back to your calls in a bit. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s. It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.